We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome everybody in to What We Missed, our weekly Friday night mini episode where we crack open a couple beers and spend a half hour talking about the things that have happened since we recorded live on Tuesday. Uh, And there has been a whole lot that has happened over the past couple days. So we've got a lot to get into over a short amount of time. So we thank you for joining us again. This is the Garage Beers podcast. You can find the Garage Beers podcast online at The Garage Beers. And it's always presented by the OBR. Make sure you are subscribe to the OBR and make sure you are subscribed both to the Twitch channel and to the website where guys like my my co-host, my special guest host here tonight, uh, writes all kinds of great information for the OBR's website. You don't want to miss everything he and the rest of the incredibly talented guys over at the OBR do. So make sure you're subscribed to that website as well. Uh, with you as always, I'm your host, Michael Keefe. Find me online at Garage Beers Mike. And like I said, I got a special co-host tonight. You know him. If you're familiar with the OBR, you've seen his face on a bunch of broadcasts, including last night on Ask mm-hmm. the OBR. And he writes all kinds of great stuff for the website as well. It is Andrew Spade. Andrew, what's going on, man? Oh, Mike, it's a beautiful Friday uh, where I am. And uh, it's going to be a great weekend, looks like. And I am just this is one of those times in the summer. You know where you can feel it it's it's palpable you know it's the first of july you got the long weekend and uh, boy i've just i'm so excited we're, we're going over to a uh a cookout here in a little bit and i'm just i couldn't be couldn't be happier to be joining you i love it well i'm i'm super excited we've we've done all kinds of fun stuff together uh online and, and i'm excited uh, the obr guys stick stay tuned to the obr i'm sure there'll be some pictures or videos or something but a lot of us are getting together next week for a little OBR golf outing, uh, and so it'll be a lot of our first times actually meeting each other in person. You won't want to, yeah. you won't want to miss some of the content that'll come from that because I'm sure, I'm sure the golf swings aren't going to look pretty on all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to win the Charles Barkley Award for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, if you're joining us live, welcome. Happy Friday. Happy holiday weekend with the 4th of July coming up. I hope you're excited for a a nice long weekend. It's crappy weather here in Cleveland. Uh, The Guardians and the Yankees got rained out tonight. Uh, and it's been raining for the past several hours. But you know what? That's not going to stop us from a good time. So we got plenty of things to hit and not a lot of time to hit them. And so before we do that, this is the Garage Beers podcast. So I told Andrew, if you're coming on with me, you got to bring some kind of drink. And of course he did because he is a gentleman and a scholar, as you can Mm -hmm. see behind him. So, Andrew, what are you drinking on the Garage Beers podcast tonight? Uh, I have got a uh, house made old fashioned uh, with uh, what I would call well whiskey. 
Uh, we went with uh, Windsor Canadian whiskey, which is uh, it's good for cocktails is what I would say about that. But uh, I'll give a shout out to the bitters that are in this. So there's a company called Bitter Milk that makes a it's a smoked orange and honey bitters. Yes. And so it's got a it's got a real earthy uh, citrus flavor to it. So I'm I'm enjoying that at the moment. I love that. I'm a big I'm a big old fashioned guy. I buy those big bottles of Evan Williams, the bottled and bond. Sure. That's like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Great for old fashions. And actually, it's a pretty decent sipping bourbon, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got the old fashioned. I had to kick it up. I had to kick up the octane a little bit because we only have a half hour that we do this show. So I need <laughs> something that's going to get things going. It's a big, heavy beer. So you're not able oh. to drink a lot of them. Oh, goodness. But, but this is a delicious Goose Island bourbon county. Oh, yeah. Stout. Yep. Uh, it's a classic. Yep. Uh, they come out with them every year, uh, stout aged in bourbon uh, bourbon barrels, and it's mm-hmm. it's heavy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of alcohol in there, and it's yep. delicious. And yep. so that should, that should get me going just right for tonight. Yeah, that's a great beer. So listen, on the docket tonight for what we missed again, things that didn't happen before Tuesday when we when we went uh, when we went live, and and be like in the comments by the way. Before I'll oh. cut myself off, be like McSaw man in the comments. He's got three fingers of Woodford with one cube of ice tonight. That's, just the way I like my bourbon. It's a classic pour. Just the way I like my bourbon. Love that. Let us wow. know what you're drinking. It's Please. Friday. We're all we're all cutting back. We're mm. cutting loose on a Friday. So let us know what you're drinking in the comments uh, if you're joining us. And, uh, and again, participate as well. Uh, so listen, on the docket for tonight, we are going to get to uh, we are going to get to uh, the NCAA, the shakeup that happened there or that was announced. We are going to get to uh, some interesting news that came out of Major League Baseball. But before we get to that stuff, we are going to start in the NBA where it is. And I know, and again, if you're just joining us, I know we're on the OBR network and we do talk a (laughs) lot of Browns, but one thing they told me, one thing they told me, look, we got a weather report from Eagle and one that weather's going to new England. So, Oh wow. Narragansett. Boy, that's going to be a nice, that's going to be a nice weekend too. I'm rooting for you, man. Keep an eye out. And you know, yeah. Thanks for the weather report up in new England. That's looking out. Good looking out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We don't just talk Browns on here. So we're going to talk NBA. We're not even going to talk Browns tonight because frankly, Jesus. I'll sneak uh, one in. Don't worry. I'll sneak okay. one in. You sneak one in. But we're going to start in the NBA where things have been happening. Yeah. Uh, the NBA free agency. The, the one thing I love about the NBA, Andrew, hmm. everything's fast. Yep. The season literally ended a couple a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Golden State wins the title. Boom. Yep. It's like a week off, and then there's a draft. Mm-hmm. Boom. The draft is over. The next week, free agency starts. You yep. don't have to wait for anything in the mm-hmm. NBA. It's just boom, boom, boom. Yep. And so uh, the draft happened last week. A lot of people talking there. And then the free agent stuff starts. And there have Mm -hmm. been some crazy moves. But we're going to start with a move that hasn't even been made yet, but one that people are just kind of assuming. The one move that was made was that this guy on the screen right here, Kevin Durant, after one playoff victory in his tenure in Brooklyn, after a lot of millions of dollars, Kevin Durant demands a trade, asks for a trade out of Brooklyn, and he wants to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts when you see that? Well, I mean, you know, this is the NBA. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, when you're a player as talented as him, you can you can absolutely choose your destination like this. Um, you know, the the question that I I think what was it reported that Phoenix was his preferred destination? It, it, I mean, there's been so many reports. Yeah, he has a, a list. Of, yeah, there's been a lot of he's got a list, and you know, I mean. This is just how the the league works. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I think that, uh, you know, I, you want to see players. What I would like to see more of is I would like to see more players that want to go to a team and and elevate that team. You know, uh, what LeBron did coming back to Cleveland in 2016, 
um, uh, you know, that's what that's what I would like to see. Uh, you know, more so the the super team that they built in Brooklyn, you know, obviously never was what it was hyped up to be. Um, I, I, I would I'd like to yeah I'd like to see more of like Kevin Durant go someplace and and be the guy you know what I mean be the guy put score 40 you know a, a game and and put the team on your back that that to me is more compelling you know but I I grew up with Michael Jordan so you know that's my reference for all of this stuff and that's sure. to me that's what I I'm excited about so let's let from my perspective that's what I'm rooting for like let's see him go someplace and be the guy it's fun when it happens organically, isn't it? Or at least partially yeah. organically, even sure. here in Cleveland, right? In Cleveland, you drafted Kyrie Irving and Tristan Thompson and some of those players. Yep. Then LeBron came back, uh, yep. who had a tie here, obviously, and he had played here. And yep. then you used picks to get Kevin Love. But it was a little bit more organic than just, like, reaching out and grabbing these. When Kevin Durant was part of such a good organic team in right. Oklahoma City with him and Westbrook really and Harden. And, yep. I mean, it was it was organic, and it came together. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. Uh, listen, I, I like free agency. I don't mind that these guys can pick where they want to go and play where they right. want to play and all that stuff. You're never going to hear me complain about that. But some of it's a little like right now they're saying the Lakers are trying to put together a package for both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Oh, right. okay. Like what? And that, that's what I, that I hate to see. Yeah, that, that would sucks. not be. Nobody wants to watch that. that nobody that, wants that, to watch that. No, no, that wouldn't be interesting. And frankly, uh, I mean, from well, the way things went in Brooklyn, I don't know that it would work. You know, everybody just assumes that you put all those guys on one team and it would work. But, you know, uh, I, I think basketball is a team, you know, it's one of the ultimate team sports, you know. And uh, I, I don't think that the only thing – oh, wow. I, I like that, that a lot. By the way. I love yeah. it. And you know, you know who else liked it? Our former guest here on the Garage Beers podcast, Yarmo Kekalainen, the general manager well, of sure. the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, loves him a Finnish long drink, being from Finland. Yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go no, ahead that's no, off. that's fine. I'm I'm just I'm swimming in the comments, just like you, man. Uh, yeah, I I just think there's no guarantee that it works. So, you know, to me, the the whole let's get all of our friends together and and then play basketball and be better than everybody. I, I don't see the appeal of that. I don't see why that makes more sense so you know uh i if i had my druthers there the 12 best players would be on 12 different teams i agree with that i agree but but also you know what you're just never going to prevent it and that's the way the league is and and actually i think the nba is set up as well as anybody to try to prevent that stuff but just the players are going to pick where they want to go right teams have bird rights teams can go above and beyond teams can give more money to guys that they have bird rights over than any other team to try to prevent the stuff from happening, happening, but it still happens. Uh, So real quick for, for Kevin Durant's purposes, Mm -hmm. we don't want to see the Lakers and I'm going to remove the Cavaliers from this because I don't think they're (laughs) going to put together a package to try to trade for him. Yeah. But if they did, man, I would, I know people, Cavs fans are trying to be very like, "Mm," but would I love to see Kevin Durant with Darius Garland and Evan Mobley? Sure. Uh, but I'm going to take them out of the mix. So what kind of team like out there in the NBA do you think would you like to see Kevin Durant join? Well, that's why I brought a Phoenix, because I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think that would I, be. I think the way that they play, you know, uh, fits him. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think he I mean, he you know, I, I think he he would be, you know, sort of the unquestioned shooter on that team, which would I think that would be a good fit. But I this is where my, you know, my NBA knowledge is a little bit. You know, it's not maybe top of the line. So what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, I've, at Phoenix, that does, I mean, put him with Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker and right. it creates another big situation. But, yeah, I mean, 
I guess there's not a lot of teams that I would be mad that he went to. It's yep. just kind of the Lakers, the Clippers, just like those teams that continually just try to buy their way into how they're going to win. I don't want to see, you know, I actually I'll throw a team out there that I would love to see him with is Portland. Sure. I think Portland yep. with Dame Lillard uh, yep. uh, and, and you had Kevin Durant today. I think that could be really fun, mm. but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to send him. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but Kevin Durant apparently is going to be on his way out of Brooklyn along with the next guy on the list. And we're going to speed this up a little bit. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Would you want this guy at this point? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's still a very good player, right? For I sure. Think, I think the, the question is, do you have the system in place around him to help him focus on just the parts of the game that he's good at? And, you know, can kind of keep the other stuff not, you know, totally off the table, but minimized. So, so Kyrie, Kyrie re-upped with the Brooklyn. Yeah. He signed his option, but then is trying to force a trade uh, uh, to the Lakers is uh, is the whole rumor that he's trying to force a trade to the Lakers, which as a Cleveland fan pisses me off. <laughs> Here's why. Kyrie, you blew up the entire Cavaliers situation yep. because you didn't want to play second fiddle to LeBron James. That's why he left. He didn't like the whole like, oh, LeBron, are you helping Kyrie grow talk and blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. He couldn't take it. Mentally, couldn't take it. And so he blew the whole damn thing up here in Cleveland. Demands a trade, forces his way out. The Cavs make a terrible trade with yep. Boston that turns out horrendous all the way around. Mm-hmm. And now, and now, Kyrie, you want to go back and play with LeBron in L.A.? Screw you, man. Forget that. <laughs> no, that sucks. That, yeah. as a Clevelander, that sucks. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I think, but I also, from his perspective, I get it. It's the best he's ever been, you know? So he understands that he made a mistake. Yeah, I mean, I think Ian's 100% right. Yeah, he understands he made a mistake, and he's trying to undo it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think. Go undo it in L.A. For, that just drives me up a wall. Maybe, maybe because I'm a little bit less engaged with the NBA, I have a little bit more you know, like with distance you can be, but I just like, yeah, I've been there, you know, you make a mistake and then you want to make it right. I've been, that's, I've done that in my life. Great. Well, you know what? (laughs) I like, I like Ian's, I like Ian's comment. This is the third straight championship contender that has fallen apart because of Kyrie's ego. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Uh, He is, he's one of the best players in basketball. There's no denying that. Yeah. But I also think he does not love the game of basketball and that is scary. I think he disconnects from the game. And mm-hmm. I think if you're going to build a team around him, that's pretty scary. So Kyrie trying to force his way to the Lakers. And all of a sudden, you've got this Brooklyn team that came into last year with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Boom, that's your big three. How are you going to get around this? They put tremendous role players around them. And now none of them are going to be on the team. Yep. And now you're going to build a team around Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Who I like Ben Simmons more than a lot of other people. But that's what you're going to do. You're going to build a team around Ben Simmons because the rest of these guys are gone. And the only thing I'll say for Brooklyn is, you know what? I will say if they go ahead and get rid of these guys, good for Brooklyn. Because right. if you're going to have guys that act like that, you can't win. You can't win, you can't right. win when guys are acting like that together. So, well, and, if, and so to kind of put a, put a bow on the whole thing where we started with the Durant thing, this is the, this is the hazard of, of building these sorts of all-star teams is that, you know, when, they just, when these guys that can choose where they want to go decide they don't want to be where you are, you're left yeah. holding the bag, and that's where Brooklyn is right now. And so it's a, a little bit of a cautionary tale. Yep. Uh, bombshell dropped today. Rudy Gobert traded from Utah to Minnesota 
for several kind of role players, Patrick Beverly in the trade, a uh, lot of talented but role player kind of guys, and then a bunch of first-round picks. Yeah. Uh, head from Minnesota to Utah for Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year in the NBA, and I think one of the most overrated players in basketball. <laughs> because I think Rudy Gobert is a really good defensive player, but I don't think he makes – it's a weird player, isn't he? For a three-time defensive player of the year, when you watch Utah play basketball, he doesn't feel like he has a tremendous impact on the game. Yeah, like, I sure, he blocks a few shots every game. Yeah. And sure, I don't even think he's the world's best rebounder, to be honest. No. Uh, and he's not very good offensively. Yep. And, and he's, he's one of those guys. But there's one of these, Andrew, I think one of these things that happens in the NBA, and I think Rudy Gobert is a shining example of it. I think you're seeing it. You're seeing it in some of these uh, deals that guys are getting. The NBA makes superstars out of guys that I don't know are superstars. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like all these guys that are getting these hundred plus million dollar contracts. And I'm like, that guy is a bench player. Like, or he's like, he's like a fourth option. Yeah. I, I don't know. What were your, what were your thoughts when you saw Minnesota go for Rudy Gobert? Yeah, well, I just kind of saw it. I was out this afternoon, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Shooter McGavin's got it dead on. I, it seems like an awful lot to give up for a guy that doesn't feel like a difference maker in in that way. You know, I mean, defensively maybe, and and I think I understand trying to protect Towns a little bit. That makes sense. Um, you know, protecting him defensively makes sense. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I mean. I think that it felt like a desperation move from Minnesota to try and make themselves more relevant. Like they, they see their windows open a crack. And so they're trying to force it open with a sledgehammer, you know, and that's the story. It's a, it's a high risk move is how I would describe it. You know, you're trying to buy yourself into contention. Basically. The other thing that scares me though, is Utah had a lot of tension and problems in the locker room with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Mm -hmm. Gobert. Donovan Mitchell does not like Rudy Gobert. Uh, There were a lot of problems there. And so, I don't know. I just, I I don't know. Again, I'm trying to speed this up a little bit because we don't have two hours to do this. But I saw that trade and I went, okay. Mm -hmm. Like Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns in the middle of the, the, in the middle of the rotation. Nice. Yep. That allows Towns to be a stretch four essentially, Mm -hmm. but also still dominate on the inside. I just, Rudy Gobert is one of these guys. That is a, they pay him a lot of money. Yeah. And he's got a few accolades, but I don't think he impacts the game the way that you would expect a guy with the accolades that he has to impact the game. And so I didn't, I didn't love the trade. Okay, so. here we go. Here's, here's the NFL talk for the OBR fans out there. This is to me is it's very similar to the Tyreek Hill trade to the Dolphins, right? It's like, you can't argue that he's a good player. You can't argue that he's going to make Minnesota better, just like Tyreek's going to make Miami better. But is the fit, the most sensible fit. I mean, just, just, it, it doesn't seem like it answers all of the questions that you had about Miami. I mean, they already had Jalen Waddle. So it's a little bit of a hat on a hat situation in both cases. And is that going to be the thing that changes the fortunes of the team? It seems unlikely. And then you consider how much they gave up for a player who is in both cases, you know, Rudy, I think is 30 and Tyreek is close to 30. Right. You know, it, it, they're both kind of in the same boat there. So, uh, yeah, exactly. I think that yeah, but the comments really should just host the show. They're doing a better job than we are. The cat, the comments tonight are on fire. We love you guys for joining on a Friday night. We love you yeah. guys. I mean, Hope you're drinking good like. beers, good drinks. We love you for joining us. Uh, and that's going to bring us around our last topic in the NBA here on uh, things we missed. The Cavaliers. Yep. Cavaliers made some moves. The Cavaliers give uh, Ricky Rubio a three-year deal. 
mm-hmm. $18 million, and I love it. I think you saw, if you saw how good the Cavaliers started, yep. not just record-wise, but just the way they were playing. Mm-hmm. Look at a guy like Colin Sexton. Yep. I think Colin Sexton was playing his best basketball he's ever played. His scoring was down. His assists were up. He was playing his best basketball I think he has ever played. And I think a lot of it had to do with a crazy, smart, really talented veteran mm-hmm. in Ricky Rubio just helping to be another I don't want to call him a coach because he's way better. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, but to be a guy that can kind of coach up the guards a little bit, man, you saw Darius Garland take a leap. You saw Colin Sexton have a good start. And then Rubio went down with the leg injury and he yep. was out for the season. You saw yep. what happened to the team. Yep. There were other injuries that, that, that fell into that, but you saw, they tried to replace him with uh, Rajon Rondo. Yep. And you it was nowhere close to what you were getting out of Ricky Rubio. Cavs found tremendous value in that, and they signed him and they locked him up. And uh, I'm really, really excited about it. It's not like the biggest signing. It's not like bringing in Kevin Durant, but right. I think he makes such good sense for this team. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think I think the point that you made about the difference with the, the team, the Cavs, before his injury and after is the key. The question is, of course, can he stay healthy, right? I mean, that's the million-dollar question with any of these guys, any of these additions is can they stay healthy? But if he is healthy – you know, he's the sort of player that his impact is larger than, you know, the stats on the stat sheet. And I think that that was borne out by the way that the team played at the beginning of the year. So uh, I think it's a great move. I, I think there's it feels like there's one more move that yes. the Cavs need to make, you know, that would kind of lift them into that next conversation in terms of like maybe into that, you know, six to eight seed somewhere in there. But uh, as of now, I mean, from from what they've done, I don't I don't see you know, other than if you say, okay, well, they're healthy, you know, so uh, that'll help. But, you know, injuries yeah. happen every year to everybody. So um, I, I feel like there's still one move away. Yeah, I think I, I, I just I just love the fact that they acknowledge it. And, and the other thing I love, the NBA thing that I love about this, they traded Rub- Rubio for uh, Karis LeVert. Right. They still have Karis LeVert, and now they got Ricky Rubio yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you got to love that. So. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – it'll be interesting. The Cavs brought in a couple other guys, more bench guys. Robin Lopez will probably mm-hmm. see the floor every once in a while. And I, I can't remember. They brought in one other player at the end of the day-to-day that I don't remember who it was, a guard, a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the best thing about him was that he said that Batu Key, which is a restaurant here in Cleveland, is the, he's Brazilian, and it's the best Brazilian restaurant in the country, he said. Oh, wow. And it is a great uh, restaurant, so shout out Batu Key. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, that was right. It was Neto. Uh uh, so he'll be the third. He'll be the backup, backup point guard. But yeah, Cavs out there making moves, just trying to fill in some depth. But I think you're right, and we're going to get off the NBA here. But I think you're right, Andrew. I think the uh, the Cavaliers are probably a move away, but they've got a lot of talented depth mm-hmm. right now yep. that you probably will see them maybe package for again, not Kevin Durant, but maybe another guy, especially a wing player yep. that can come in and make a difference for them. So it, it feels a lot like that situation, uh, you know, with the Browns where, you know, they're, they're one piece away and, and, you know, I mean, the Watson situation is what it is. Right. But uh, uh, you know, the GM for the Browns saw that opportunity, made the move that they needed to kind of put them over the top. And I, that's where I feel like the Cavs are. They, they, they need one more trade that'll kind of get them there. So I told, I told you I'd talk about the Browns. 
Love it. Hey, hey listen, you got it. You're dropping it in the NFL and the Browns, and I'm sure all these people appreciate it because we keep yeah. every time we do an episode, somebody in the comments is like, "Why aren't you guys talking about Baker Mayfield?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think would, he gets traded, Mike? I would rather have my house collapse on me right now <laughs> than than do that anymore. Let's uh, speculate. Go listen, ahead. I'm losing track of time here. I am just losing total track of this. No, we're having had- a good time. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We had three topics. I think we may just cut it down to two, but this next one, I want to give a proper due time to because this is too much fun. The news breaks over this week that the Big Ten Mm -hmm. is going to add USC and UCLA. The L.A. schools are coming to the Big Ten, (laughs) blowing up everything we know about conferences. There's no geographical symmetry anymore. Nobody gives a shit about any of that. This is just let's get these programs in here. Yep. And and frankly, I love this. Uh, I, I think when I saw this happen, I went, first of all, people are real caught up on geography. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Look at this. Somebody map quested or like Google map. I see use map quest as if that's yeah. still a thing. Jesus Christ. Somebody yeah. put a Google Maps thing like, well, look at this trip. USC is going to have to go on. And I'm right. like. You know they fly, right? Right, yeah. Like yeah. Geography, Imagine mattered the road trip. Were, yeah. geography mattered when they were taking buses, but these guys are chartering airplanes. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no bus trips. Right. Uh, but you know what? The Big Ten and the SEC are the football conferences at this point. Yeah. And something's going to give. 
they're going to have to complete. And I'm interested here. I'm for, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack and bring you because <laughs> I do want to get to that. But sure. let me backtrack. When you saw USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten, I don't know what's your, what's your thought. What's your opinion on this? Yeah, I mean, I think the the I mean, I think what you said is really interesting uh, about the Big Ten and the SEC being the two conferences because. I mean, I, all you know, Ohio State is a is a for sure a premier program, but I you know I still haven't seen it from Michigan. You know, uh, I mean, people like Jim Harbaugh or whatever, but I, you know, I haven't seen it repeatedly. Um, other than those two schools, you know, it's not like there's a bunch of teams that are finishing top ten every year. I mean, Penn State, I suppose, but you know, uh, USC is a blue blood. You know, is a true. Yeah top of the league heavy hitter when they're on when usc is on and now they've got lincoln riley you know they can compete with ohio state and they can compete in you know the national championship uh, in the playoffs you know and so that's what the big 10 frankly has needed is another heavy hitter you know i mean uh i am a big 10 guy you know i've lived in ohio i've lived in michigan i've lived in wisconsin so i am you know big 10 runs in my veins but we can't sit here and pretend like Wisconsin or Michigan state or Purdue, you know, whoever are going to compete for national championships. They're just not, it's not going to happen. Right. So, you know, one of the things that I think is kind of lost in all this is USC gives the big 10, another team that can go into the playoff and make some noise when they're right. They are as good as any team in the, in the country. And uh, I think Lincoln Riley is a great coach. So, uh, you know, yeah. if, if the if the Big Ten can add another team so that when Ohio State has a down year, USC is that that team. Now they've got two, just like I mean, the SEC's got what three of those? They've got Alabama, they've got LSU, and they've got I guess you would say Florida would be the third. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe my Aggies this year. Maybe my maybe. Oh my right, I, was, I, I always forget <laughs> that you're an Aggie guy. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right, exactly. So there's there, but there's depth, right? And that's what the Big Ten has lacked in the last. 20 years, frankly, uh, is that depth. I mean, I, uh, there, you know, you, you remember Michigan state, uh, went to a bowl and played Alabama, you know, what, a few years ago and got, the, got their hats handed to them, you know, it's just, it, right. So it, it's, that's the sort of stuff that if you're talking about two centers of power, that's, you know, the, the, uh, the big 10 needs more of those schools. And so frankly, I mean, I wouldn't, if I was the big 10, I wouldn't stop here. I would, I would have my eyes, uh, strong, you know, solely focused on Notre Dame next. And then I would be looking at, uh, frankly, I would be looking at Clemson or Florida state or Miami, you know, because I want, I want like top five programs, programs that have the potential to win trophies. First of all, E. Gillen in the comments, you say Baker one more time and I'm throwing your ass out of here. I'm chucking your ass right out of here. Okay. I know we only have a few minutes left, but you're going. Who gone. do you think trades for him, Mike? Come on. Oh, we got to figure this out. We got to hash Baker, it out. Baker, Baker, Baker. Uh, no, I think shoot him again. And I'm just joking with E. Gillen. I love the fact that you're in the comments. Uh, uh, shoot him again does bring up a good point, right? Yeah. Football? This is great. This is USC joining the conference. Yeah. And yeah. UCLA can be okay every once in a while. And they, you're recruiting to LA. Right. Okay. Yeah. Plus the Big Ten. People think, you know, you think a lot about the sports, but you also have to remember, why did why did the Big Ten go after Rutgers? Yep. Because it's a New York City market. Yep. Why did, why did, the, why is the Big Ten, why are they stoked about getting USC and UCLA? You just pulled yep. in the LA market yep. for the Big Ten. That's money. That's a ton of money for them. Yep. But I will say the non-revenue sports, it, it's going to be yeah. tough. Yeah, that is really. They're going to have to figure that out. 
That's a great point. Yeah. They're going to have to figure yeah. that out. Basketball, man, UCLA, and even USC has been pretty decent in basketball in recent years. Sure. It's, gonna, it's great basketball. Softball and baseball, this will be fine. This will be volleyball, good. Volleyball, yeah. But look out for volleyball. Look out yeah. for look out for some of the the yeah. the smaller you yeah. know track and field and stuff mm-hmm. like that 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 are that sh- they're great sports, but they don't bring right. in the revenue. Yeah. You just better hope that this makes enough money for everybody that they make it worth it for those guys too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. Oh, here's what I want to know. You've got the SEC expanding. Yeah. Texas and Oklahoma going into the SEC. I can't wait for that because the fact that the fact that I, so I went to AM when we played Texas. I watched AM kick the shit out of Colt McCoy at Kyle Field. It was one of my favorite <laughs> things I've ever been a part of. One of my favorite things I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Baker planting the flag in Ohio Stadium in 2017, what started off. Oh, wow. Shooter Shuda is on one tonight. He is Again, just, it's, it's hit after hit with the Baker guy. count is way beyond what I am prepared for yeah. tonight. No, yeah, you, you, I, I, I have a feeling like the more you bring it up, the more they're, you're encouraging them. You know what I mean? That's a great freaking comment, though. That's yeah, a, that's, that's, that's so a great good. comment. That's Damn so man. good. Yep. Uh, so where does eventually this has to break down because, A, you're pulling U, UCLA and USC out of the pack. Right. And it yeah, sounds it. like I know we're talking about Notre Dame and you brought up Clemson and some of the Southeast schools like the yep. ACC schools. Yep. But it also sounds like the Big Ten is interested in schools like Washington and Oregon. Uh, and right. they might be the next they, they might also be being approached by the Big Ten. So you're going to decimate uh, uh, another yeah. conference. The Big 12 yeah, is already the Big 12 is decimated. Once right. you take Texas and Oklahoma, the Pac-12 or 10 or whatever they are is decimated because you're taking USC and UCLA and then maybe more. Where else are we going here? Like this can't just what you're not just going to have two conferences. Well, so what's so I have an idea and I'm stealing this idea from somebody I saw on Twitter that I'm not going to be able to give any credit to because I didn't write it down. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to back off and I'm going to I'm going to let you, Andrew, where. So where does this go? I think it goes to two conferences. And how? Like you're going to have teams you just never play? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) What? I mean, it doesn't like it only makes sense if you pay attention only to the money, right? Like it doesn't make, it's not, it's not good for fans of teams. Like it's not good as a, you know, as somebody who lives in Wisconsin, it's not good that Wisconsin won't play Ohio state more than like every once every three years or whatever. Right. But, right. but, uh, but it's not about that. It's about the marquee games, you know? And so the big 10 has added marquee games by adding, you know, Penn state, Ohio state, Michigan, can go to USC, you know, every other year, and that's going to be circled on everybody's calendar, and that's really all that matters, yeah. frankly. And so, um, it, I think it's it's one of these situations where the thing that we grew up with is going to not exist. Which, listen, I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm okay with because I don't love the way college sports are are set up, especially football. If yep. we just sit on football, I don't love how it's set up, anyways. No, I agree. So here's my idea. Very antiquated. Yeah, hit me. Here's my idea. And no, not my idea. Here's not my idea. Here's the idea I like the best. Right. right. I don't want to I don't want to be yep. a jerk. Somebody on Twitter had this idea. Take take exactly what English soccer does mm-hmm. and make that the new system. 
I agree. So 100%. take the top 20 or 30 teams mm-hmm. and make that your top league, a.k.a. Yep. the Premier League. Yep. So this is your top league. And these are the guys vying for that NCAA Division I national title. Yeah. And then every year, take the bottom portion of your top league mm-hmm. and relegate them to yep. your second league. Mm-hmm. And take the top portion of your second league and bump them up to the top league. Yep. And then bring them into the fold. Yep. And those, so now you've got those teams are playing each other. Right. But you've also got, and listen, I am a Premier League fan. I don't know if anybody else is. I don't know if we got soccer fans here. Yeah, I'm I, a Newcastle I, United I am fan. Least, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a Newcastle United fan. I love, I love it. We got, my team got relegated a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But we still had something to play for. Yep. We had our league's champion, uh, the the champion, uh, the championship mm-hmm. uh, league title to go for, and we won it, and we bumped back into the Premier League. Yep. So you still can win that title, and then you still are celebrating. Right. Right. Well, we got a Hotspurs fan, Kevo six eighty Hotspurs fan go. in the comments. Perfect. I hate that, but okay. Uh, and you can even go a league lower. So yeah, Shooter McGavin, the Mac hates this, but but I'll tell you what. If you can build up a program like my Bowling Green Falcons, and I went to Bowling Green and Texas A&M. I went to both. I have degrees <laughs> from both, so don't give me that. But when I went to Bowling Green, there was a guy named Urban Meyer. There was a guy sure named was. Josh Harris. Yep. There was Omar Jacobs. There were all these guys. And, okay, I'm not talking about the sport of soccer. I'm talking about how it's set up, Warpath. Uh, but, and Ted Lasso, E. Gillen, one of my favorite shows. Uh, <laughs> but the way it's set up... The one thing I've hated is that there's a lot of schools that don't really have a chance. Right. But if some of these schools like, listen, it's a what it allows you to do is have a party. It allows you to have a celebration. Exactly. If you're in the second league and you win it and you get called up to the Premier League, essentially, you're partying. It's great. You won something. Yep. As opposed to right now where you've got the Sun Belt and the Mac and the Conference USA, you don't win jack squat and nobody gives you a chance to do anything. Right. And you're out there just playing for conference titles. Well, why not make it like this so you get a chance? And yeah, maybe you get relegated again the next year, but you got your you had your party. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I think so, if you're gonna do this, yeah, I love. 20- and 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 the other thing, and I'm gonna I'm sorry to keep. No, no, no. I, I love how other, excited you are about this. The That's other great. thing that it does is if you take twenty to thirty teams or whatever it is, mm-hmm. those are all premier games. Exactly. There's yep. no there's no BS in that. It's good There's on no, good. Yeah, yeah there, there is all – that is the top 30 best mm-hmm. teams that you can watch play each other. Yep. Who's complaining about that? No one. No one. And it's a lot of money. Yeah. And you've got – now you got Ohio State going to Oklahoma or going to Florida or going mm-hmm. to wherever, and they're playing every year. Right. And, yeah, the one thing that people – but, again, I think people with college football are so stupid sometimes. The one thing that it – the one thing that it's going to take away is, yeah, sometimes Michigan's going to maybe be in that second league. <laughs> yeah. So Ohio yeah, State's yeah. not going to play Michigan. Right. Right. But yeah, whatever. I'd, I'd rather. Yeah. I'd rather. Yeah. Okay. So the tradition. But the way things are going right now, the tradition doesn't matter anymore, does it? Agreed. One hundred percent. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. No. I'm. I. It's funny that you have said all of this because that was my hot take that I was going to drop into this stew. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I love that. And what I would say is that it actually works out great. Uh, I would say 
if you did a, a 20 team SEC for the Southern teams and then a 20 team Big Ten, right? Each of those could be two 10 team divisions. And so there would be promotion and relegation between the two 10 team divisions. The way that the Premier League works, as you know, everybody plays everybody else twice. Right. And well, you couldn't afford that. So it would be once, but that's nine games, which fits really well with the football schedule. So I think. I think a 20-team Big Ten with two 10-team divisions and promotion and relegation between the two divisions would make a ton of sense. And then, you know, as for what was said in the comments about the MAC and the Mountain West, those those conferences all still exist, right? Uh, Lower-level college football is still regional, and, you know, Kent State is still playing Akron and all that sort of stuff. We're talking about the big, the 40 biggest programs in the country go into two leagues. You know, the, the only reason, the o- and, and I want to discuss it with you a little bit, the only yeah. reason I don't like that is because I do want the chance. The one thing I hate about college football is you never have the chance to have the Cinderella team. Right. Right, Cincinnati's the closest, yeah. you know. Oh, okay, we had Cincinnati. Yeah. But you never have the chance at the Cinderella team. So I do think, I think maybe you take those secondary conferences, may, okay, keep them regional or whatever, but do that thing where they can jump up yeah, and I think have a chance to be part of the big boys. You'd still keep a playoff, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, and I, I mean, for me, I've said for years that a sixteen-team playoff is the right number because then you can fully auto, you can auto bid every conference champion, and that gives you that opportunity for a Cinderella. Because that there are years you cannot convince me that one of those Boise State teams wouldn't have gone most of the way, if not all of the way. For you real, know, those, they, no doubt, they were absolutely as good as any of these other teams, and they were playing more as a team, and so. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, so I would keep, I would, I would introduce this promotion and relegation scheme, and then also have a 16-team postseason tournament. But it, you know, the one thing I just want to say at the end of this, when we're talking about all of this, we need to acknowledge that college, this, these aren't amateur athletics anymore, right? And I know the name, image, and likeness <laughs> stuff exists, but at the point that USC is traveling to Happy Valley. Right. We, we need we we need to be we need to be giving these guys a little bit more than you know a meal voucher or whatever. Like oh. it 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 boggles the mind that we can on the one hand say yeah USC belongs in the Big Ten. On the other hand, we can't admit that these guys are professionals. They need to be compensated, and and let's just move past it. Let's just move past it and pay them something, and 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 just you know let. <laughs> admit what is obvious, I guess is what I'm asking for. Agreed. Agreed. Listen, I, I love it. I love that. I feel like this is in college. And and the, the funny thing about, about it is in college basketball, this doesn't really, I mean, you can still play college basketball the same way because at the end they do it right. 64 team playoff, uh-huh. boom. And they have lower playoffs. Right. So when you don't make that one, you can make the next one. And when you don't make that one, you can make the next one. Yep. So, you know, most of the teams that play college basketball in Division One are making playoffs. But yep. college football has needed fixing. And I feel like weirdly in a roundabout way, they're fixing themselves and they don't even know it. Yeah, their greed, their greed is fixing them. Yeah. This is going to have to change something. Right. And I would love it if somebody would think outside the box a little bit, like whoever I saw on Twitter say this mm-hmm. and say, listen, why don't we just do this? Yeah. And now you're giving you're giving everybody that plays a chance to play for something. You're giving the lowest level a chance to bump up to that mid-level. You're giving the mid-level a chance to bump up. You're giving you're making sure that teams 
in that top level or just striving the hardest to stay in that top level, mm-hmm. like the competitive nature of it is just perfect for college football. And I would love to see it. So hopefully somebody in that room. Now here's the problem. I have no faith that that's going to happen. No, because, no, because Belk is paying too much money <laughs> to have the Belk bowl where we can watch big 10, seven versus sec eight and yeah. act like we give a shit about it. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. A, a mediocre store where you can buy slacks needs, needs a bowl game. <laughs> the slacks bowl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. God forbid that should not exist. So hopefully I think they're kind of uh, uh, fixing it themselves, but we'll see what happens. Uh, yep. Listen, Andrew, uh, we've gone about 40 minutes now and I don't want to do much more because I want to keep this as a short, quick thing that we sure. do every Friday night, sure. but we are going to do this every Friday night. Andrew, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you stepping in again. Yeah, Andrew Spade from the OBR does all kinds of good work. He hosts the ask the OBR show with Jake Burns every Thursday night. Do not miss that. And again, just to give the OBR a plug, we are doing stuff five nights a week in the yep. slowest time of the year for football right now. We got our Monday show. We got garage beers on Tuesday. We got Fred and Barry every Wednesday. We got Andrew and Jake every Thursday. And then we got this half hour every Friday. We are doing things five nights a week. So make sure you are tuned in here. Hopefully you are entertained and having a good time with us. Uh, but Andrew, man, you filled in. I need a little help. My guys are gone. Uh, yeah. And uh, I had a great time talking with you. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Me too, Mike. It's been a lot of fun. All right, Andrew, get over. I think you're going. Did you say you're doing a cookout tonight? Yeah, we're going to go to a little neighborhood. All right, get out to that neighborhood cookout. Everybody else, if you joined us live tonight, we love you. Thank you for spending a little time on your Friday. Uh, hopefully you had a nice drink or a beer with us. Uh, and we really appreciate it. If not, if you didn't join us live, but you're listening to the mini episode, either uh, audio version or on demand, we appreciate you for supporting as well. Go follow the Garage Beers podcast at the Garage Beers online and make sure you are subscribed to the OBR everywhere as well. But for now, for Andrew up there in Wisconsin, go follow him at Andrew Spade on Twitter. I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers Mike, and we will see you Tuesday very special guest on Tuesday, by the way. If you're a hockey fan, you do not want to miss Ooh. Tuesday's episode. And guess who's going to be back with me on Tuesday? It's Andrew Spade. Uh, right. But we got a very, very special hockey guest coming on Tuesday. We'll announce that. Uh, we may announce it sooner than later because of the holiday. But you don't want to miss that episode. Episode 123 on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.